0: Yo, what's up, podcast? Happy Tuesday. Hope your uh, week's going just fine and dandy. This past weekend, I went to, uh, like I said, Berkeley Onsite. So it's the annual, um, you know, event that Berkeley Online throws. And uh, I didn't know it was open to the public, um, so I thought it was just like Berkeley Online people can go. But I'm, I'm not, in Ber- I'm not a Berkeley Online student. But uh, my man Steve Hardy, man, he he runs the whole damn program. It's amazing. He does the whole thing. He's the guy. And he's an amazing friend of mine. And um, he lets me go. So, yeah, this is my second time going. I went last year, learned so much, especially the subtractive EQ class. That was amazing. It's just so cool because it's like these amazing professors, professionals in the industry that just give you, like, you know, an hour and a half long workshop. And you just can take notes. And like it's usually like a small room or you're in, you're in like a millions of dollar worth of studio. <laughs> and... um it was awesome. For me, it was a lot of validation for like all of the knowledge that I've been accumulating on my own through like YouTube videos and articles and a lot of Graham Cochran stuff and just other super helpful people that I've learned from on uh, YouTube has been like the, I guess, the main resource. There's so much amazing stuff there. And I'm just from doing so, doing so much, mixing other people, mixing my own stuff. And um, it was a lot of validation, you know, uh, reassurance that I'm, I'm on a good path of like learning all this stuff. So I went to four thing. I went to two workshops on Friday and two on Saturday. Uh, Friday opened up with a keynote from Susan Rogers. She was Prince's engineer, and her whole keynote was all about success and uh, how we should be defining success for our own self, not just what success means to like you know the country or to like you know people. It means something different for everybody. And and instead of like seeking success, we should be seeking fulfillment. We should like. You know, pay attention to, to like the micro things that make us really happy and, like, you know, try to align our lives with that. You know, it was super inspiring. I actually recorded the whole thing on my phone. Uh, it's like an hour long. I would love to play for you guys, but I don't know if I'm like allowed to do that. But uh, Susan Rogers, that's her. And uh, she's, she's been teaching at Berkeley for a long time, I guess. And um, that was super duper inspiring. That was uh, Friday morning at like 10 a.m. And then, so the four that I went to were mixing home studio recordings with Rachel Alina. Uh, email, 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 which is mastering your most effective marketing channel. And then uh, the other two on Saturday were natural processing for vocals. And what was the last one? It was Oh, yeah, Pro Tools, deconstructing a final mix. Okay, so I took notes, guys. And I'm not going to go through all my notes, but I'll go through, like, the key points. Like, just, like, new newish things that I learned. You know, some, like, really new things that I learned that were awesome. Rachel Alina is a badass professor at Berkeley. And um, one thing that she was like, this single mistake everybody makes, not just at home, but also in professional studios. And this is like the number one thing that I want everybody to know. And it's this. Singing too close to the mic is an issue because of the bass proximity effect. You lose tone when you try to bring down those frequencies in, in you know when you're mixing. And the biggest, like the best thing you can do is to be like six to nine inches away from the mic, even if you're doing like an intimate vocal. I thought that was crazy interesting because I mean, I've been like, I've been definitely guilty of singing really close to the mic. like you know, Like in wavelength, the song, In that first verse, I'm, like, right in front of the mic. And obviously everything depends on, like, the style of music you want to do. But if you're, like, blending in with a band and all this stuff going on, then, like, the bassiness of your vocal is, like, although it sounds really nice and pleasant and warm when you're singing it and in your headphones, uh, when it comes to mixing it with other instruments, it gets really um, intrusive, obtrusive. Intrusive, intrusive, intrusive. Another thing she said was that when people, like, if you're mixing someone's songs, I always thought that you want the person's dry stems, but she said that wet stems are great. And what that means is, like, with the effects already added in that the original recorder threw in. Because that's, like, their vision of the song. That's the vibe they were trying to build off of. So you, like, you as the mixing engineer want to take what from, you want to take off, you, you want to, you know, like, take it, take it from where they left it. You don't want to like redo unless they like specifically say, like, oh, I don't like this reverb I picked I just smacked it on. For vocals, uh, she said DS more than you think. She said sometimes she puts like five DSers in. I thought that was crazy. Everyone's got their own, you know, ways of doing things, but that was really interesting. I do find that I have a lot of sibilants, a lot of s- 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 high pitched really high pitch frequencies overload when sometimes when i sing and i've been learning that about my bluebird mic actually actually this this past weekend guys i made a new purchase I bought an at4040 really nice condenser mic it was like 300 bucks um i did a lot of research a lot of youtube video mic comparisons to get to that choice but i'm really excited to get it i learned that the bluebird that i have has some high sibilance in it so that probably makes the case worse for me because i already have high sibilance as it is Um, what else did I learn? She talked a little bit about stereo bus compression. Um, we don't have rules. We have reasons. That was a good little quote that she got from uh, her other colleague, another mixing professor at Berkeley called, um, named Tony Carbone. Um, sometimes, oh yeah, with bass, just roll off all the high end. Um, that's definitely just... A method you know you don't have to do that by default for anything it depends obviously depends on the bass tone um she said sometimes she for uh, under lo-fi and pro tools she adds bit crush to the bass and that can make it sound more pronounced i thought that was really cool uh fan, a very fancy de-esser is called essence by dmg audio it's like 200 bucks she's like it's what all the mastering engineers use uh it like preserves all like the high frequencies without without cutting too much and only get eliminates like the the really bad harsh high frequencies um, so that was cool. Email marketing, I couldn't stay that long because I, I had to book it to a gig. So I was there for like 35 minutes, but I did get the slides. I did get the slides. And if you're interested in checking out the slides, guys, he actually gave me the link to where the slides are. Where are the slides? He, he wrote it down for me. Oh, yeah, fanlink.me email. <laughs> fanlink.me email. If you want to learn about email marketing. Um, the, the stats that he gave... About email email marketing was really interesting um email users are rising there's in 2018 there was 3.7 billion email users that's that's crazy It's half the world and in 2023 so in the next four years from now uh they're estimated to be 4.3 billion email users the roi of the average email campaign is is for every dollar you spend you get 32 dollars isn't that crazy um, Mailchimp stats for the music industry. People in the music industry that use Mailchimp, the average open rate is 19.3%. Clicks per delivered 2.9% and clicks per open is 15%. So the up- unsubscribe rate is 0.28% for every email sent in the music industry for Mailchimp. I'm going to use Mailchimp. Uh you know, he explained that you can put the the Mailchimp webs- w- widget on your Squarespace website. That's what I's what I'm doing. I use Squarespace uh you know he was saying to collect emails everywhere you can if you play shows have a clipboard it's very important and um have it in all your socials and have a very clear and compelling sign up process offer an incentive i'm excited for my incentive i've been working on the home recording blueprint guys i have the whole pdf written now i just kind to make the videos i'm trying to find time to make my damn videos explaining like showing me like you know recording and stuff um Also, in your emails, it said what to say and do. So 80% of your emails should be conversation and giving to your audience. And 20% should be a promotion. So don't bombard people with, you know, merchandise or a sale here, blah, 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 you know. 80% should be conversation and giving natural processing for vocals this was the third one i did the first one on saturday morning by tony carbone interesting guy i really liked him a little bit kind of until the very end where he kind of like said that some of the beatles songs are crap and i was like oh my god i'm like super defensive about that man i was like jesus christ he he was like he's like the white album he's like some of those songs are just crap and i mean crap he's like polyethon pam and um sexy sadie And I just want to be like, dude, it's Polythene Pam, and that's not on the White Album. It's on Abbey Road, and you're a fool. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, so um, he said – so he's talking about natural processing for vocals. So what that means is like everything before mixing, like how to get your singer into the right mindset. And uh, what he likes to do is he likes to change the keys and tempos a lot before they record just to like throw the singer off and just see – like pull things out of them that they weren't – aware that they could do like happy accidents he's like i'm not looking for the perfect take i'm not looking for pitch i'm not looking for you know that i'm not looking for the perfect i'm looking for magic but you like that he's like i'm looking for magic not perfection because a lot of the imperfections is what makes the vocals so nice you know um try doing things outside the box to perform under different conditions change the speed change the tempo may change the time signature Uh, It takes them out of their comfort zone. They discover new things and new sounds. David Bowie, I don't know David Bowie's Heroes album, but I guess it was recorded in a cathedral. And there were three mics, one six inches away from his face, from his mouth, one 20 feet away, and the other one 50 feet away. Each mic had a gate on it to automate the reverb it was like real-time automation so if it hit a st- if, 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 if his vocal hit a certain thir- a, thir- a certain <laughs> a certain threshold like a, like let's say it hit like a certain volume then the, that second that second mic would turn on so it was like real life automation he's like that was brilliant back then uh, we're talking like early 70s i think um Oh yeah, he said a lot of vo- voiceover people they eat Granny Smith apples, like the green apple slices. That helps with like hydration and just like good for the good for the vocal th- uh, folds. Uh, don't read the lyrics. He always makes his his the singers to have the lyrics memorized before they come in. And good vocal mics he recommended are the TLM, the RE twenty, the U eighty seven, and the four fourteen. Um, let's see. His favorite singers are David Ruffin from the Temptations, the guy that sings My Girl, and uh, Edgar Winters. I want to check that out. So yeah, at the very end, he closed with something nice. He said, Too many people with great there are too many people with great pipes singing to their technique, but they're not singing to the lyric, to their heart. And that was really awesome to hear. Um, doesn't have to be a perfect singer, man. Just like an honest, an honest singer, someone that's just like singing the song, man, saying the song, honestly. Let's see. So lastly. The last one was awesome, Alex Rodriguez. I was sitting right in front of a one million dollar Neve console. It had like eighty eight freaking faders, and um, it was just crazy. Not out of order anymore. Yeah, I can go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez, guys. Uh, he was my he was the professor for that last uh, workshop. Uh, Avid S three control center. Yep, that's what he used to physically move the tracks uh for his laptop i bet that thing's like a thousand dollars though um he was like modern mastering would have killed stairway to heaven it would have killed the dynamic integrity of the song isn't that interesting when you hear stairway to heaven it starts off so quiet like the like the actual volume of the song is wicked quiet and then by the time it ends it's all like it's all the way at the top whereas modern mastering would have made the beginning of the song like just as loud in volume as the end of the song isn't that crazy Oh, that's why we, like, love that shit, right? It's just, like, so dynamic. If you listen to, like, a ballad nowadays, it's, like, wicked loud, you know? There's no, like, dynamic variation, and that's, like, what the, loud, the loudness war has contributed to. But he was saying how, like, the loud... The point of the loudness war was to sell more records, but now that records aren't being sold, it's all streaming, and there's, like, a lot more normalis- normalization. Spotify is, like, starting to make, like, every song kind of have, like, similar volume. It's called, like, normalization in, in the, with the volume. That's really cool to hear. Um, let's see. Trigger is a really cool plugin that I'm thinking about getting. So if you're like micing, let's say you're like trying to mix a bass drum, you can, you can make that bass drum that you recorded sound really nice, and then you can open up a trigger plugin, and they have like tons of different bass drum sounds to choose from, and then you just, like, it like, you just duplicate the track, and then you add that plugin. So every time that bass drum hits, this other, this other trigger also plays this like professionally recorded bass drum, and you can mix those two together. And that goes for, like, a ton of other instruments. That was really cool. I think I'm going to get it, though. I think it's, like, 200 bucks though, but I'll wait on that. But I am eventually going to get it because it's, like, super useful. Um, you know, he just gave, like, like little tips and stuff there. The, oh, yeah, the EQ default plug-in, the Channel Strip EQ in Pro Tools. I don't use that one. I use the 7-band, but the Channel Strip, you can do, like, way thinner bell curves like you can find like make the make the that strip like super thin and you can find the exact frequency that you want to cut and cut it entirely. I think I'm going to start using that one more. I never really did. Trigger plug plugin, Altiverb. Let's see, phasing. Oh yeah. So, sometimes he, ro- he 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 rocks his head side to side to check phasing. Isn't that interesting? He like rocks his head from left to right uh when he's mixing with monitors, which you really should be. Um sibilance usually starts at around 8k. And, um, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't say everything that I, that I took down, but, um, a lot of it was just being there, you know? And, uh, I can't wait till next year. It was so cool, man. Except parking was a nightmare. I had to like move my car every two hours. That sucked. Um, but yo, hope you enjoyed that. Hope that was helpful. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to start applying this to, to, as I mix more stuff, man, I'm just, I got to mix a couple people tonight. And uh, it's going, man. I'm planting all these seeds. I'm like, you know, starting all these relationships with all these artists and stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Excited to apply what I'm learning. And I hope you do too. Hope this was helpful, guys. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a wonderful rest of your week, guys. Peace out.